Hello again, friends. This is Mike, and today we're going to talk about the concept of hypnosis. I know you've all heard of hypnosis before, and maybe some of you have been one of those people that went up on stage and was encouraged by a professional hypnotist to walk like a duck or quack like a whatever, but I was never able to do that. But today the concept is something called spiritual hypnosis, and this was another concept years ago I would have thought was way out there, but I've really come to understand a little bit better and believe in it after talking to my guest, Jennifer Schluter. And she talks about how you can use spiritual hypnosis to help you live your dream life by unblocking you from past and limiting beliefs. And I think you'll enjoy it. Here we go. Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where my goal is to help you with the questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul, and particularly to help other left brain types like I think I am, to ask the right questions in our search for a deeper meaning to life. Ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and smothering paradigms. So as I mentioned earlier, today's guest is Jennifer Schluter, and she has the, her own business where she does spiritual hypnosis. But this is a concept that I would have thought was a little bit crazy years ago, <laughs> using it to help guide your life and inform your life. And after the, today's discussion, as you'll hear, she has some really wonderful things to say, and she has a, a very active and helpful social media presence. So all those links and everything will be in the show notes. But stand by, and here comes Jennifer. All right. I'm happy to welcome Jennifer Schluter. Schluter. There we go. The second one. Schluter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Soul Unleashed podcast. And I've been looking forward to interviewing you for weeks now since we first met. Jennifer is a, I'm going to just mention here, Jen, what you said you are, which is a certified hypnotherapist and you specialize in spiritual hypnosis. And I'm really looking forward to you telling us more about that. But just to get started, please, if you would just Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this. Yes, absolutely. So my background is that I was born and raised in Germany in a very, very small town. And when I was 19, I decided to go to L.A. by myself. Um, and I was studying there. And then out of college, I got a job. And I was managing editor of 22 newspapers. And it was an amazing job. It was um, I, I got to meet a lot of people. I got to do a lot of things. And I got to do great things for even my age, like it, it was great and amazing. And I got to just walk around a lot and then just do go to very amazing places. And I got to fly in like this uh, World War II fighter plane or whatever. So it was it was a great job, right? One would think like, how could you not be happy? Like, how could this not be so amazing? And then I felt like something was missing in life and something was just like not fulfilled. Like I wasn't fulfilled. My soul wasn't fulfilled. And I turned to very toxic behaviors, uh, toxic relationships with guys and, and, um, and just like drinking and just making stupid decisions. Let's call it that. And eventually my friend also, she gave me the book, The Secret, and I was, I was using it. I was studying it. And then the same friend, uh, when she saw me, how unfulfilled I was, she was like, Hey, you should try my hypnotherapist. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. And I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but I trust you. So I will, I will do that. And I went to that um, hypnotherapist 
And I did a session with her. And literally the next morning, I woke up and I had made the decision to quit my job and travel the world. And it mm. only took one hypnosis session to do that for me. And it was so impactful that I kept getting into the field of hypnosis. I was doing sessions with another hypnotherapist that also helped me really um, establish a very good relationship with my mom. And it helped me just completely transform my mindset around life and business and to see things in a limitless way. And then I had another coach that introduced me to past life regression, life between mm. life, uh, life between lives therapy, uh, which we're going to talk about. And um, that's how I was like, oh, you know what? I really love this stuff. So I want to do it for myself and I want to give its benefits to other people. And it really fulfills me. So that's how Thank I got you. into it. <laughs> I, I do I do my podcast for people that who I think were a lot like me, how I was anyway years ago, where I was pragmatic and definitely a left brain type person. And everything that we're about to talk about was nut job stuff. Okay. No offense, but I would have thought you were crazy years ago. So I'll ask you from that perspective, because I would like to provide some type of proof actually to the people that, uh, that, that listen to this podcast, but just in terms of trying to set the stage a little bit, give me a sense of time period when all this happened. So when did you move to LA and when was the, uh, the first hip hypnosis session? Yeah, so I moved to LA in 2008, 2008, okay. I moved to LA and then I studied, got my degree, got my job. And then I did the first hypnosis session in 2015. Now you mentioned in something that you sent to me earlier that if you don't want to talk about this, I understand, but you, you had, you had gone to a different spiritual teacher earlier in your, in your life before the 2015 episode. Do you want to explain what that was about? Yes. So I met the first person who taught me about any kind of spiritual concept when I was 19. And back then I was a girl from a German small town village, right? So Germans are very punctual. They're very about numbers, about data. They're on time. Shit works. They love engineering. They just, you know, they're, they're just like you and how I was. <laughs> So it, I was that person too. I was that person who was like, you know, who had a mom and she was like, Jenny, so I was in high school, right? She was like, Jenny, what are you going to do for your bachelor? What are you going to do for your master's? What are you going to do after that? And I was just like, dude, I don't know anything. <laughs> and so I met this teacher and I was like, hmm, interesting. Like what you're talking to me about meditation and about Is this, is this in people. Germany? Yes. Is this, this in Germany? Germany. Okay. Yeah. And this person was talking to me about reading people's eyes. This person was talking to me about meditation, about focusing, about telepathy, about all kinds of concepts. And I was always curious. I would never like deny anything completely. I was always curious because, you know, why not? Like if, if this is a person's truth and if this is a person's life, then who am I to say that this is absolute bullshit? So I was curious, but... Um, at the same time, this person had also experience with the other side of the whole spiritual realm, which is the very dark side. And that scared me off. And that's when I decided I want to turn away from spirituality and I want to turn away from meditation. I want to turn away from focusing because I don't want to get into the that other side. Is it fair to say that you believe that there is a 
light side and a dark side? Um, or is it all the same? I believe that's a human connotation. That's a that's something how we have to explain it to humans. So to humans, we always have to explain things in words because we always put things into boxes so we better understand them better. Uh, so we better understand them. And so that means we can talk about a light side and people think it's angels and it's beautiful beings and mermaids and fairies and whatever. And then on the other side, you have demons, you have Satan, you have whatever other dark uh, vampires or whatever uh, else there is. And that is simply something to help humans understand. But at the end of the day, I do believe it's all one. It's all the same. And we humans just give it the connotation. Just like for me, maybe, you know, I love having snakes around me. I love, you know, touching snakes or whatever. For a person, for another person that might be, they hate snake, uh, snakes. They, they think that's something bad or whatever. So it's, it's all, it all comes down to the human connotation and what we've learned and what we've been programmed with. Interesting. So pick, pick us back up in 2015. So you went and did the first hypnosis session hypnotherapy was it a therapeutic type session was yes. it like entertainment uh, and uh, no 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 it was it was therapeutic yeah, yeah okay and that why did that convince you to travel the world and leave your job <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> um so i remember what this lady did was she she talked to me and she talked to me about what was going on and then she in the hypnosis session she had me put all of my negative things, all of the things that are bothering me right now into a hot air balloon and she had it fly off. And that's all I remember from the session. I don't remember much more. That's all I remember. And then the next thing I remember is waking up in the morning. So all like what hypnosis also is, is just bypassing that stuff, right? Bypassing the negative, the thinking, the beliefs that you have that are, that are, that you think that are holding you back. And so she put all of that away and I think with that, my soul was free. My soul was like, dude, I want to travel the world and work online. This is my, this is what I really want. I can't understand why I haven't done it before. <laughs> I saw some of the pictures you sent to me where you were in Egypt and with camels and, and all kinds of cool places. So that, that's awesome. Um, I also watched your series on YouTube. And for those listening, uh, all these links will be in the show notes, but, but Jenny has a whole bunch of, uh, really cool YouTube videos, but explain, if you will, for the our, our audience that one series that you put together about what hypnosis is and is not and how that works. Yes, absolutely. So in the media and in movies, hypnosis is always explained as something dangerous or scary or mind control, right? And then we have two parts of hypnosis. We have the one part that is stage hypnosis that a lot of people know and a lot of people think that isn't real or a lot of people think it's actors or, or people, you know, have their own mind about that or whatever they think. And so stage hypnosis is actually a process where the hypnotist tests people in the audience of how suggestible they are and how much fun they want to have and how entertaining they want to be. And he has ways of testing that. And when he does that, then he knows exactly who's going to be a good person to get on stage. And so these people go on stage and they have fun with it. And that's why they're doing it. But as soon as the hypnotherapist says, or the hypnotist, as soon as the hypnotist says, um, you know, let's say um, for, to a guy, kiss another guy. If that guy doesn't want to do that, he will wake up from hypnosis right then and there, because that's something he doesn't want to do. And that's something you cannot control. Like the hypnotist cannot control you to do something that you don't want to do. However, if the hypnotist tells the person, to eat an onion and have it taste like an apple, 
that person may just well may as well go just like, oh, this is fun. Of course, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I want to entertain people. I want to make them laugh. So this is why they're doing this. And then we have this whole other side of hypnosis, which um, has been used. Actually, it has been proven to be used actually since Egyptian times. That means there's records of it. However, um, before Egyptian times, I'm sure that people have used it, just that there is no records about it, right? So this part of hypnosis is basically where you bypass the conscious mind, which what we're doing right now is we're using our conscious minds to talk. But while we're talking, we're thinking, we're analyzing, we're criticizing, we're judging the other person, right? And as soon as we bypass that, pa uh, that, that part of our brains, as soon as we get our brain relaxed, then this is where the magic happens. And this is what's called the subconscious mind that we can access. And the subconscious mind is actually the place where all your behaviors are stored, your patterns, your fears, your phobias, anything that you have. And this has been implemented into you from the age of zero to the ages uh, or to the age of seven or eight. And then you are still receptive until like the age of 12. And then you're pretty much formed. And then you have to access your subconscious again and again, and again, to change, to really execute a really big change. And so what hypnosis does is it goes into the subconscious mind and it can change your beliefs. It can change your patterns. It can change your habits. And on the other hand, you can also access frequencies um, that will be making you able to talk to deceased loved ones, to your ancestors, to anyone that's deceased, to aliens, if you want to call it that way, to mm, literally anything that you want. <laughs> and this is where you're going to call me crazy or some people. <laughs> so so you, uh, you cover a lot of ground there, that's for sure. So, I mean, you went from my understanding of what hypnosis might do to help somebody, say, stop smoking or lose weight to talking to aliens. So that's kind of a little bit of a gap there. But is, is that is that how you would explain the difference between what we might accept as normal hypnosis versus spiritual hypnosis? Absolutely. How do you define yeah. spiritual? Yeah, how, so how the normal hypnosis that people know is to uh, quit smoking, to lose weight, to maybe improve you know, public speaking or get somebody confident or whatever. And this is the very normal hypnosis, so to say, that is very uh, common and that a lot of people teach. And then you have spiritual hypnosis, which is all, and also inner child work. Inner child work is somewhere in between, right? Because you speak to the child that you once were. And then you have this whole other side of hypnosis where you can channel different entities, where you can um, just do all kinds of things, spiritual things, and where the magic also happens. <laughs> so do you, obviously, the point of this podcast is kind of on the second thing you just mentioned, the spiritual side. But do you do different things hypnotically or how, how do you, or does it just matter setting the intention as a subject that I want to do this specific thing, talk to my ancestors or whatever? How, what's different? So there is no difference in the state that you are because you're at both times you're in a, in an, um, in a theta brainwave state. That means your brainwaves are just uh, slower than right now, as we're talking right okay. now, they're in beta. And so when they're slower, you can access your subconscious, which will make you able to break habits. And at the same time, it'll make you uh, talk to spirits. And you can do both. Like you said, it just needs an intention. And it just needs a person who is able to guide you there uh, or to guide you through a past life regression or to guide you through a soul journey. It's all it needs is intention. And you can really do anything that you want. Can, can you give us an example of 
say, a past life regression type of hypnosis that you did for somebody? Yes. Um, okay. An example is, uh, I'm going to go with a crazy one. <laughs> so <laughs> of course, why not? <laughs> my, and it's, it's one of my craziest past life regression examples. So this client came to me she was like, Hey Jenny, I am always dating the same kind of people. I don't know why that is. I really want to find out why I date these same kind of people. They're narcissists. They're terrible men. Da da da. I was like, sure, let's do it. So I asked her to go back to the root cause of why she's dating those kinds of people, whether the root cause lies in this life or past life. Then she saw herself in a past life where she was on a boat and she was being pushed off the boat and drowned by a man, by a man that she used to love. And so I have goosebumps now already telling this. (laughs) So the lady... Um, I, I was like, okay, so let's get you out of that, um, you know, the dying scene, the death scene. So let's get you out of there and let's ask your soul, what taught you this about life or what did it teach to your soul that you're still going through right now? She's like, it taught me how to not trust men anymore. It taught me how to, you know, just be afraid all the time, all of these things. And so I was like, wow okay, that's, that really sucks. And let's see, you know, where we can go from here. And then we had her meet her future soulmate in that session as well. And so she talked to him and she was kind of feeling out, you know, how it would be to be with a good man. And then we finished the session. And after the session, uh, the night after the session, I was sleeping over at my boyfriend's place and I was asleep. And all of a sudden at like 2 a.m., the laptop goes off. Like it, it just turns on something, something on Netflix and the, the noise goes on or whatever. And it said that if something happens between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., that's spirit speaking to you. So I was like, I was listening. I was like, okay, what's happening here? And so all of a sudden I got really, really emotional and I started crying. And my boyfriend was like, what is going on? What's, what's happening? I was like, I don't know. Can we just leave the room? And he was like, yeah, sure, sure. Let's leave the room. And then we left the room, we went into another room and I was asking, okay, what, who are you? What do you want? What is this? Is this mine? Is this not mine? And I, I heard the words, no, this is not yours. This is something else. So then the murderer of my client in the past life came to me and said, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't want this to happen. I'm so sorry. Just tell her that I'm sorry. And I was like, Oof, okay. <laughs> I hadn't had this happen before. This was crazy. So the next day I go and text her. I'm like, dude, this, you know, you won't believe what happened. And so I was like, this dude came to me and he was like, he's sorry. And she was like, oh my God, Jenny, thank you so much because never has a man apologized to me for what they've done. And it helped her so much that she went on to date um, somebody that was different. Jen, you just covered like all kinds of, <laughs> you would jump to different galaxies there just in that one little description. So a couple questions. When you heard that person, that soul talking to you, how, how did you hear that? And how did you know that it was not from within you? 
Um, it was not from within me, but it was very clear because at that time I was very happy. I was in a good space. I was not, there was nothing I could be emotional about. There was nothing I could be crying about. There was nothing in my life that would make me want to cry. And so that's when I knew it wasn't about me. And that's when I had the, I just heard like, just ask, or I just knew like for me, I am what's called, um, um, clear cognizant, which is I know things. So whether something's happened or whether I know how to do things, it's just, it's in me. It's just inside of me. And I listen to that voice. If that voice tells me to ask, then I'm like, okay, I'm asking. And I knew, I just knew. And I trust that, that gut feeling that I have when I know. You jumped to another whole thing there too, with future. So I've, I've, I've been through sessions, past life regressions or, uh, mediums or, uh, I guess psychics are the closest thing I've come to the future. But how how the heck do you have somebody meet their future soulmate? Well, that is um, pretty easy because you just go into you. So you go into hypnosis and you let them meet their future self, right? So I'm going to have you go into hypnosis, um, and then you see yourself as your future self, right? I'm, I, I have this on my uh, TikTok as well. So you, you can try it out if you want. So Mike, you're going to see your future self. And then I'm going to call in your future soulmate, like the person that you're going to date in the future, the person that you want to date in the future. And then you can speak to them and you can ask them, Hey, what's, what is it that I need to do to meet you? What is it that I uh, need to let go of so that I can meet you? Has this worked for people that you've done this with? Yes. Not everybody. I'm going to say this, not everybody. Um, because it needs a, a lot of times people need, um, one session is not the, the healing that they all need, right? Cause, cause to date our future person, we need to really work around old shit. <laughs> and if people yeah. scare, are scared of that, then they, it, it's going to take a, a little bit more time for them. Okay. A couple other thoughts too, from what you just said. So Another thing I've come to believe is that our soul is not always the same sex, right? Sometimes we are, I mean, I assume you believe in reincarnation that we come back to this existence many times. So if that person you were talking about, for example, has a fear of men, how does that exist if that soul has no sex? Oh, okay. That's a good question. So it, it exists because she is choosing a female body in this life. So it's not the soul that is scared of men. It's the human, the soul that is in the human body already. So then she has fear of men. Interesting. Okay. And then one more personal question. How do you, and you can just tell me just to shut up and you're not going to answer this one, but how do you have a relationship with somebody when you have these gifts or this stuff going on? I mean, how do you have a, a boyfriend or a wife or a husband? How does that work? You know, I told myself the second day that I met my boyfriend, I was leading, I was guiding a workshop to speak to angels with my friend. And I told myself, if this guy really loves me, and if this guy wants to stay with me, he's going to listen to this workshop, and he's going to love me through the whole thing. And that's, that's when I know he's the man. <laughs> and so, so he... I did, but he's not, he's not like me. He's not like super spiritual like me. He's very open. And he's very like, um, interested in all kinds of concepts, but he's not like def definitive, um, spiritual as what, you know, what you would call or like me or whatever. He's just very accepting and very open and yeah. 
So he's he's like used to you waking up at two o'clock in the morning and talking to dead people. No, <laughs> that scared the shit out of both of us. Like we were like, "What is happening?" No, no, no. But it's it's all good. Like if if that would happen now, um, he would be okay with it because we've been through it. <laughs> okay. So Jim, when you work with people, um, like the young the person that you were working with, that soul person with the men thing. Do you do that like remotely like this or do, do you do it in person or both? Or what's my experience as a, as a client of yours when you, when you do this with me? So I can do both. I can do in person or I can do um, online. And the benefit of online is that you are in the comfort of your own home, that you may, uh, it may be easier for you to relax. And if you would do it with me in person and you know, if, if that's your preference, that's, that's what it is. But I really uh, work with clients 90% online. And there's no difference between online and in person just because it's it's just energy transference between me and you. And you can like your subconscious can tell if my energy is like good and pure and if you want to do this. <laughs> so when you work with someone, say online or, or in person, and my intent is to speak to someone who's passed on the other side, does that come through you or does that come through me as as we're talking? No, it does not come through me because I don't want to be, I, I want to give you that gift because I believe it's a gift for people to experience. Um, I could do it. I could be, I could, I could act as a medium is what it's called. I could act as the medium, but what I can actually do with hypnosis, I can give you the gift of experiencing that. And when you open that box, the beauty of it is that you will be able to do that with more uh, people, with more souls. You will be able to, you will open up to to a different world as well um, in a good way. So I really love giving people that experience. And, and once I do that with you, is that something I can do again without you? Yes. And that's what I want all my clients to know too, because... Um, again, it's very important for me that people know this and know how to do this with me and without me. And everybody who has worked with me, they have been able to do things with me in hypnosis that all of them are able to do them without hypnosis because it's very important to me um, because it gives you trust in yourself. It gives you confidence. It just gives you a whole nother experience of life, I would say. Okay. And if you have acted before or been a medium in the sense where it came through you, but your gifts are clear cognizant. Is it, is that how you receive information from the other side is knowing, or uh, for example, I've, I've known mediums, of course, who are clear audience or clear voyant or whatever, but, but do you just know it or how do you receive that information? So you don't have to be just one. You can actually be everything. <laughs> Some mm -hmm. people can experience everything. So for me, it's knowing first, but then I also receive visions. I receive audio but the three, the three that I receive most are cognizant, uh, clairvoyant, and clear audience. So it's it's those three really that I uh, that I work with. Okay, and I also uh, watching a couple of your videos, you talked about things like tarot cards and divining divining rods. Is that what they're called? Mm -hmm. Um, dowsing okay. um, rods. Dowsing rods. Dowsing rods. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> um, are, are are these things that you've learned? to use or were you just suggesting other people use them? So I have learned to work with cards and I have not learned to work with dowsing rods because, but I see it on, on, on YouTube, how it works. It's, it's really simple. Like it's not, it's not rocket science. So I know how they work because I know how to work with my own body as a rod, so to say, <laughs> like okay. I know how to do that with my intuition, but the dowsing rods are something that I recommend to people because different tools work for different people. 
I, you, there were two other tools that you mentioned. One was where you were standing and your body was swaying back and forth. And the other was the, the finger locking. And I know people that use that uh, actually in their practice to help other people. Uh, they use physical things like that. So w- were you just suggesting that people check into that or do you actually use that in how you treat people? That I use for myself a lot and that I use with people a lot as well, just to give them, that is a way of how I teach people how to do it for themselves. Okay. So I don't know where we were heading with this initially when I started asking all these questions, but I love the stories about, uh, about what you, what you do. So tell us a little bit about this, the, the, uh, I guess the science of hypnosis, because you'd mentioned that also in something you sent to me. Is that, or maybe we've covered that already enough, but I, I just want people to believe that it's something like, I never thought I could be hypnotized, right? I'm the guy that kick off the stage, but that you call that stage hypnosis anyway. So I never heard that term before. And now I think I understand the difference between stage hypnosis and serious hypnosis. Um, why don't you tell us what you do for people offer wise or what you can do? Okay. So what I love to do with people is um, getting them to speak to their uh, ancestors, their deceased loved ones. Or what I do with women is I uh, have them speak to their unborn baby, or if they had a miscarriage, I let them speak to the, um, the angel baby is what it's called. And I also love taking people through soul journeys, which are journeys where we explore what your soul's first, pa- uh, first past life was, or the p- first life on earth, what the most recent past life was, um, if your soul chooses men or, or men or women pre- uh, predominantly, if she chooses, or if the soul chooses, um, various ca- uh, countries or climates, uh, or if the soul, what else is there? Um, if the soul is supposed to work with somebody, um, in the future, or if the, you know, what the soul's purpose is, what the mission is, this is all covered in a soul journey, which I really, really love. And these are things that, um, you can book with me. These are single sessions and anybody can book that or a past life regression. But what I really enjoy doing is also working with people over the course of a few months, three to four months, either to really help them develop their spiritual gifts so they can speak with their spirit guides, um, ancestors or whatever, or to just help them, um, what I call, I call it holding more joy because we're used to so much trauma and, you know, what happened in our childhood and, and, and not being really happy. And then we're, teaching you how to hold more joy in life when it comes to your business, when it comes to life, when it comes to your relationships, just have better relationships, have a better business, have a better life. Wow. You mentioned something there that also made me think of something else. I, I know a, a woman who lost a child in the baby was stillborn. Have you had that type of, or provided that type of help to someone who was able to communicate with that, that baby? Not stillborn per se, but I have had, I have, I have guided my clients to communicate with, um, miscarried souls. So it, it's almost like that. It's almost like that, except that the soul decided to leave the body at a different point. So okay. that would be something that's, that I would be able to help with as well. That, that's got to be incredibly emotional. Do you do that the same way, uh, remotely like this? Yes, I do. Yeah. And I make sure that like, it is incredibly emotional and it, but at the same time, it's incredibly healing for the person. And I make sure that we, we extract 
the lessons, the healing and everything we can so that the person at the end feels good about the session and doesn't feel like, oh, there's something missing or there's something left that I need to know, whatever. It's, it's like complete, like the person, the person will feel complete after the session. So let me, I guess we probably need to wrap this up a little bit, but I, I want to ask you some questions that I love to ask guests that have to do with big picture, the big concepts. So I, I'm guessing already based on what you said, I, I can understand what you're going to say, but what do you think happens with us when our die when we die? Where does our soul go? That's an interesting question. And if we say where, I think us as humans we think of a place. Um, and I think as as humans, I don't even have the words to explain where. If it's just one place, the soul goes. Um, from what I know, um, from what I've read, from what I've known from my sessions is that we go to the light. Our soul meets the light. Our soul meets other, um, ancestors. Our soul meets these people, so to say. And then we get to decide eventually, do we want to return back to earth or do we want to go to different planets? And this is what I believe, but I cannot say like there's a single specific place. What about the concept of justice or judgment? Does that happen to our souls when we die? Or how do you think that works? I think this works only on planet Earth. From what I know also, um, from what I've experienced with people and everything, this, the concept of justice works on planet Earth. But as soon as you return to the soul, um, well, okay, the, the concept of justice is, again, if you, if you did something bad on this earth and if you go back to be a soul and if you choose to reincarnate as a soul on earth, then you get justice. But up there, it's all love and it's light. Is that karma? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's karma. So, so if I'm a terrible person here on earth and I hurt somebody terribly, I don't, I don't get judged per se. I assume you don't believe that there's a heaven or a hell once we pass. Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. Yeah. Okay. So do you believe that there's some type of period that we go through in terms of learning or recovery once we pass? Yes. Evaluation, I would call it. Okay. I asked this because when my son passed and I was eventually able to deal with that and speak to a medium, she told me that he was in a, a uh, she called it a, a school or a class or some type of learning that he was going, a life review. That's what she called it. Yes, um, life review. <laughs> okay. So you, you believe in that concept? Yeah. Okay. And then I guess the million dollar question is what's the point? I, I know you don't know this. I don't know this either. But why, why do we keep coming back time after time? What are we trying to do? So from what I've learned, it's to learn and to evolve as a soul. But what's the point of that? I don't know. I don't know what the point of learning is <laughs> from like a soul's perspective, you know, from a human perspective, I could answer it, but not from a soul's perspective. What is the point to learn as a soul? <laughs> I mean, I'm only asking you because I think that you, you've received information, obviously that I, I have not. And these are just questions that I have. And that I'd like to, to share with our audience because What's the point of all this? Yes, I can believe I come back time and time again, and I've lived many, many previous past lives, but what's the point? What am I trying to do? 
And maybe understanding that will help me do this life better. That's, that's why I ask. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it is what all, what I know is learning, but then after that, like, what, what, what's the point of learning all of that as a salt? <laughs> and I have not heard, actually, funny enough, I have not heard anyone answer that question. I'm also curious about that. Well, look, I, I do want to thank you for, for coming on today. And I, I, I do want to tell my audience that you have a, a wonderful uh, YouTube channel. I haven't explored your other social media stuff yet, but the YouTube channel is awesome. And uh, Jenny has a lot of videos up there that uh, answer a lot of the questions that we're talking about today. And I, I know you have a lot of classes up there or different courses, right? If someone wants to work with you, though, what do they do? They can contact me anywhere, whether that's by email, by social media, on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, <laughs> anywhere, really. Can they contact you through YouTube? I don't think on YouTube you can contact me, but I think my email is on YouTube. So if you go look for that, you can definitely find me there. And I've also linked to my Instagram and my Facebook and my website on um, on YouTube as well. So you, you'll definitely find a way to contact me. <laughs> okay. So I assume you'll give me those links maybe you already have <laughs> but if you give me the, if you give me those links i'll put those two in this uh in this podcast both the audio and the and the video any any last wisdom or things that you want to mention before before we close what what did we forget yes absolutely because i just want to remind people of how powerful they are if they only take the chance to find silence to find that in meditation or in hypnosis or to find that in creative outlets, whether that's drawing or dancing or, you know, making arts and crafts like jewelry or, you know, something with paper or whatever, like find that more, get more outputs creatively and find more silence and really spend time with yourself because that's when you get to know yourself, that's when you find what you love. And that's when you become more loving towards yourself. And when you found yourself and when you really know who you are, what you want, then the steps that are going to take you to get there are also just coming by themselves. You're going to hear them because you'll be in silence or you'll be doing something that you love rather than getting distracted by social media or by TV, or by something else that you always have to do something, like by the busy work, right? So the more relaxation you find, the more creative you get, the more time you spend with yourself, the easier life will be, because then you know exactly the steps that you need to take to get to where you want. And that is your power in life. That is when nobody can stop you. That's wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, it's been a pleasure meeting you and talking with you. And uh, I will probably contact you to do a session, okay? <laughs> I want to experience it and uh, and then be able to talk about it too on my, on my future podcasts. All right, Jen. Thank you so much. All right, friends, that wraps up things for today. Can you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button wherever you download this podcast? That way you'll never miss an episode. And even more importantly, if you could leave a review, that would be super awesome. Basically, both things will help other seekers such as yourself find this podcast more easily. And of course, that's what I'm looking for, more awesome people like you. Hope you enjoyed today's interview with Jennifer. And again, all her links are in the show notes. And uh, 
you can certainly reach out to me if you have any questions or having any trouble getting in touch with her. But she's uh, she's an amazing lady. Thank you. Talk to you next time. Bye bye.